morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's I want to stop singing. I stopped Why? singing now. Have you noticed you're really good? What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hype me up, dude, because I will join a choir. <laughs> you should. No, Wait, I have you noticed anyone said that to you? Um, People say that jokingly to me. I think they're saying it, like, jokingly, but not really. Okay, you know, I, I'm going to give myself some credit. I think I would be a really good backup singer. Like a backup singer with, like... Like maybe a harmonizer? Yes. But if you put me, like, center stage by myself solo, I would actually, like... No. <laughs> I would fail. Okay, I feel that. I think... Uh, that's reminding me, my sister's friend is a singer... And she said that there's actually like a there's a category with singers and they they do call like you're you're like a spotlight singer or something like that. Like you're definitely capable. You're You're leading. And then there's other singers that's like, yo, you're a harmonizer. Like you're still good, but you will sound better with like other voices or you're a you complement a voice. But maybe alone it would be hard to like hit certain like notes and stuff. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Okay, so (laughs) I got a gift. I got a microphone for my. It's like a karaoke microphone, and you can sync it to your phone with Bluetooth. So then the mic is playing music and like a song, and you sing along with it. Mm -hmm. And I sound like the best singer. But then I was like, let me try to do it without like the music. And dude, I was like, okay, no. (laughs) Speaking of gifts, today. On this day that we're recording is Esther's birthday. <laughs> but happy Valentine's Day. And happy birthday. Happy late birthday. Today is one of the days where the earth got a huge blessing. Gosh, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird <laughs> to think now that like some of my friends are having babies or like my sister had a baby and then her friend group all had babies. I'm like, it's crazy, like, to see babies, just, like, a quick side note. And then I think, not to be, like, all about, like, me, but I think of me being that baby, and I'm like, that's crazy, yo. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually crazy. Yeah. It's so weird to think of how, well, one, how time flies, how you're once so vulnerable, and then now you're, like, an adult. Yeah. Um, But also... I think going and reflecting back on all the people that it took to take care of you to nurture you to be where you are now. I don't know. It's like kind of wild. (laughs) Yeah. And okay, today we're talking about selfless love Mm -hmm. and we'll give you guys a Greek word right now. But that is a perfect example of selfless love given to us by Mm. other people. Yeah. And I just think about weird stuff like that when it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I would I always tell people when I was in college, I'd never go to class on my birthday. Today, I took the day off of work. And not that I'm like, oh, my birthday is the best thing ever. But like, it's something about like, dude, I was born this day. <laughs> yeah. Sounds kind of weird saying out loud. I think we all should be because I think people tend to be like, oh, no, like it's not don't make it a big deal and stuff. But maybe changing that perspective of like today's a pretty big day, like to reflect to. Yeah. yeah. And can you think of like the moment? you had like with your mom Mm. you know like that moment like that must have been such a moment for our moms and like I can't imagine I was just crying it up and (laughs) I though looking at it from that perspective too like I'm learning 
these developmental stages and so when you're a baby like your mom still is in your mind like a part of you wait say it again so as a baby your mom is like she feels like a part of your body (gasps) so you're that one that oneness is so like close and your mom had like she has these hormonal like oxytocin where she feels one with you like it's such an intimate moment that only mothers and their child like experience and so it is so special like today is a day where you and your mom were literally one like you were (laughs) and it's crazy okay some like another fun fact about moms and babies is did you know if a mom kisses her baby like on the mouth she produces more milk Mm-hmm. What? To feed her child. It's like just such a symbiotic moment. They're so connected. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyway. That's Happy funny. birthday. <laughs> We're the same age. I know. Only Amazing. For a, bit. for a bit. I know, but I love it. Yeah, it is a sweet time when we are. We're drinking Starbucks, people. Yes, we are. Here's a little ASMR. <laughs> I can't do an ASMR with mine. <laughs> Mine's ice. Okay, so we are celebrating Valentine's Day on the day that you're listening to this. So I want to ask you, what are you going to be doing? Oh, yes. Um, okay, now I have more like of a concrete answer than I did last week. I'm making Crunch Wrap Supremes. What's with that? From Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, you're making it? Yeah, from scratch. Me and Sunny and... We're going to try to do a healthier version because Taco Bell would, like, destroy my stomach, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and we're doing that, and then we're going to um, this place. The place is called Mercado, and it's it. Why do I have, like, an accent? <laughs> 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 it opened in downtown Santa Ana, and they do craft cocktails, and it's, like, Mexican. Small Mexican-owned business, and... Cocktails are really expensive, so we're literally going to go get one and see what it's about. Um, So, yeah, eat dinner at his house and then go get a cocktail and go home. That's sweet. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Can you say what Sunny did this morning? Oh, yes. Sunny got me the best. Okay. Actually, like, jokes aside, these are the flowers of my dreams. Like, I feel like I dream of flowers, like, the ones he got me. Um. They had eucalyptus and then, like, dried flowers. And some were not as dried, so it's, like, a good balance. And then one rose, which I love roses. So they were beautiful. Yeah, I really, really love them. And so... And it's early. And I love that he did that even before we're doing this. Yeah. That's early. <laughs> well, he goes to work super early. Oh. so But still, yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. So what are you doing? I'm having a girls' night. Galentine's. Galentine's. We're going to make heart-shaped pizzas and probably watch a movie and drink some wine. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's fun. Wait, you said you're making the heart-shaped pizza? Yeah. I want to do that so bad. Yeah. Honestly, like, on Valentine's, I've done Galentine's Day, like, on days before or after Valentine's. But to do it on the day of is, like, so fun. I don't know, like, this day is one of my nostalgic days. I used to love this day in elementary school. So I think growing up, you know, you don't do that anymore. And I, like, it's bringing back these nostalgic vibes of, like, having some, like, some fun thing to do that day. 
So yeah. Dude, I wonder if kids in elementary school still do like, you know, like the the heart shaped lollipops, and it has like two. This student from whatever. I wonder if they still do that. I hope they do. I loved passing out candy. That was so fun. Imagine yeah. they do like virtual stuff. I'd be so upset. I would too. Like they all tech, have like like what do you mean? Like everyone has like their Chrome whatever and like their oh, iPads yeah. and there's like virtual cards now. If they do that, dude, no, they don't know. No, that's not allowed. If I was a teacher, I'd be like, that's yeah. illegal in this <laughs> <Yeah>. room. <laughs> like we're not doing that, guys. <laughs> but then I feel like the the argument from the kids would be like, we're saving the planet. <sighs> okay, and <laughs> I'm like stuck now. Like, well. I mean, they have a point, but, like, I think there's certain things that are there for sentimental reasons. That's facts. That's <laughs> facts. Everyone stick to the paper, the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. Jer- maybe recycle it. <laughs> just kidding. Wait, maybe you... I don't know how, but... <laughs> I don't know. I just... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> on. So let's talk about selfless love. Um... This one, I actually know how to pronounce in Greek. It's called agape. Agape. And it's the love that is empathetic and loving towards oneself and others. It's known to be more spiritual. And it kind of love that, like, surpasses all. It's it's very... um, I know it because as a Christian, it's the love we see God give us and even the love with the oneself, like the love we experience in such a deep level within yourself, but more of like God towards you and you towards God. So this is a big one. That is a big one. Man, where do we start? I'm trying to like tie it into Valentine's. I feel like Valentine's, it. It can represent people being selfless with, I know, like, a big thing. This is kind of the sad part of, like, holidays. It's just, like, so commercialized where I feel like this our, our society, we feel the pressure of, like, oh, my gosh, I need to buy the flowers. And, like, oh, my gosh, they sold out. But I think it's, like, again, so cliche, but the thought of mm-hmm. just, like, wanting to give someone and show your love in that way or just, like, that you care about someone. So I would say that. That's, like, one thing I love about Valentine's, that it does, like, represent selflessness. And I don't know. We talked about this, you and I, Steph, of I feel like I'm going to be all over the place with this episode. Just want to throw that out there. But love is all over the place. All over. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Okay, so you guys should listen to Jay Shetty. I don't even listen to him consistently, and I'm always, like, advertising him. But Is he a podcaster? Yeah, the guy that I showed you he's the love guy yes 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 so he brought up this conversation of how like valentine's is always like sometimes really hard for people who are single or just feel like they don't have like a lot of love but he was saying that it's because in our mind in our society in the way we've been brought up we have the romantic love at such like a high level but he was like you need to remember that you have like your parents love your friends love a guardian's love Mm um love just like so many and like they should all be on the same level because like love is love and like how can one beat the other because like every relationship is so different 
and it's still like love at the end of the day but my point is i want to remind everyone that be selfless towards yourself if that's if that makes sense and then be selfless like towards your friends and your mom or your dad or whoever yeah i feel like on that note i think a lot about how we're obsessed with love in a way but this particularly the romantic love as a society like you see it everywhere in movies in almost every song it's about love like but romantic um it doesn't go outside of that and so i think we're all like so wired to see like that kind of love fulfilling us um and then it distracts us from really noticing what you were saying like the love of friendship the love of your family and even the spiritual love i this sunday was really just a good sunday for me at church they were talking about like how basically how these distractions really like take us away from what matters and we try to like fill ourselves with one of the examples is like romantic love like we think that is the only key to happiness and don't get me wrong I mean it's a beautiful kind of love but I think I don't know what what I was really um convicted by was realizing that like when you step back like there's so much love coming to you from God from your family from your friends and in that moment actually in that service I felt so fulfilled I was like whoa like I I feel like I was distracted by not just you know romantic love but like other things that I think are going to fulfill me and when I really got kind of that like I felt a little called out I was like oh shoot like I am really distracted and when I step back I actually have so much to be grateful for and so many other types of love and so many other types of areas that are so fulfilling so what you were saying just like reminded me of that yeah and like one thing I want to point out I read this book once and one thing that stood out to me was the author was saying how a lot of times like we as humans gravitate towards like love and specifically how you were saying romantic love because it's like so in our faces just like in the media and everywhere but she was saying that it's because like we're made of love so like we just like a lot of us like don't have it maybe in the way we think we need it again romantic Mm -hmm. so like we feel like empty but kind of taking it back to like the selfless I think as humans too I I think like we're in a way like programmed to to like want to accomplish or take care of something even if like we have a pet we feel like this is like our child like we need to take Mm -hmm. care of it Mm -hmm. so I think I think the way you can feel love too if you feel empty or you feel like you don't have it is like really give and show love to others because I kid you not like you will feel some sort of like satisfaction and like I don't really know why we feel that but I, I again I think it is because we're made of love and like I don't know it's like an opportunity to show others that 
you love them and i'm not saying like spend hundreds of dollars or anything like even write like a note or um i don't know like what else would you suggest to i i feel like i think overall with that that selfless love i would suggest thinking with the mindset of generosity instead of scarcity mm. and seeing where that takes you That's like a good one. wherever you are I think we withhold our love because we live like out of scarcity of like, I don't have, let's say finances. I don't have enough money to give in a loving way to all these people or with our time. I don't have enough time to give like to these people and in other areas where we hold tightly to what we think is like only so little that we have. But when you let that go and live out of generosity, like, the possibility to love is endless and the outcome in your mind is like it just like multiplies um for instance i feel like gosh like it's sometimes really hard to i think financially i feel like my sister wouldn't mind saying this but or me saying this but i often like enjoy paying for my sister because I feel like that's my way of having generosity towards her. And there was a time where I was very, like, I think I started really thinking out of scarcity. And I would be like, can you pay your, co- can you pay your coffee and stuff? And I knew that threw her off guard because I just wasn't like that. And I had a moment of reflection. was like, wow, like, I'm genuinely living, like, out of scarcity. And, like, I as her older sister I feel like I'm teaching her how like how to live out of that fear of like we don't have enough so you have to pay your own I have to pay mine like you know instead of this generosity of like hey like I got you like and as a believer knowing like God will provide like and right now like she's in college like this is this is so much more than a meal to you like this must be a moment of just taking a breather and getting to relax and not worry about even just like your meal or like your your I feel like with with we have such a close bond so I'm like you can just share your thoughts to me and everything and like I don't know I think the whole just having that posture of like I'm here to give to you it even with the money and everything it just like makes the whole experience this moment of love me towards her and then I end up feeling so good after like so fulfilled by that experience whereas before where I'd be like wanting to give her that but uh, like have so many like you have to pay for your meal and it just already set the tone of like this scarcity mindset that it ended up not and it ended up not feeling very loving our moments when I was like that versus when I'm fully like generosity yeah and I think I'm the younger sister so I now that I'm getting older and I'm like working full time, I remember moments of like my siblings doing what you just said of giving and like paying for my coffee or stuff like that. And like, I want to give it like 10 times back to them Mm. just because I remember that one thing my sister did when I was um, in college, we have like a huge gap. So like she's been working for a very long time. She offered to pay for my phone bill while I was in college. And I didn't realize like, that was such a weight off my shoulder, especially like being a student, you know? And so that was like really amazing. And now like, I'm always trying to find ways where I I just like, I don't even think like, oh, I'm like repaying her. Like she's expecting this. It's more of like, I know like you've always had 
my back and like I always want to have yours and like it does feel like that love and like that connection but I would say that like I like that you mentioned time because especially if one of your love languages is quality time like or one of your friends has that love language I feel like that goes a long way yeah in itself because I remember too like there are many times where a lot of us including myself or other people were like I just don't have time I just don't have time but like even like a quick walk like around the block or whatever to catch up that's just like I feel like I'm being so factual and like biological, like our human connection and like hey, our bond. Hey, if there's proof, <laughs> share it. <laughs> no, well, that actually is true. Like, if even us right now, like, if we didn't have human connection often, like, we're just not meant to be alone. That's my point. That I feel like even if you take 20 minutes out of your day to catch up with someone, like, do it. Even if it's mm-hmm. through FaceTime, like, if you live far away from your family and you're like, studying somewhere far i don't know but yeah yeah. um i remember one time you said we were made to love and to give love and i read like a few two weeks ago i heard someone say that same quote and i thought of you and i was like wow like i don't know they they ended up going on to say oftentimes we walk around feeling like that is so needy Mm. to want love um we're more comfortable with giving it and i would even say some of us don't want to because giving it feels like we're smothering too there's just such a like weird mood with it sometimes yeah but he was saying like you were again going spiritual like you know god made you to love and to receive love it is in your dna so to want that is only human of you and so to say that like oh like that's needy is denying a part of you yeah and same with like giving it like i i would even add by having maybe more of a scarcity mindset you're also denying a part of you that is it needs to come out i think it's very healthy for it to come out so yeah i think too with this kind of love it's like reminding yourself that it's something that is in your dna and not to feel needy for wanting it yeah and i don't know let that sink in let that marinate that like you you are wired you are made to be in connection with people and that 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 is super important and it should be one of your priorities in life period I think we should end off with giving, like, book recommendations about Mm. love. Okay. Let me look at my phone. Okay. I have one. I have two. Go ahead. I'm looking this up. Okay. First one, Loveology by John Mark Comer. I think you've told me about that. I've read this twice, people. It's so good. It teaches you so much about love. Yeah. Loveology is such a good one, too read it's it goes over a lot of how to date in a healthy way and also i remember it it's been a while since i read it but i remember it going over other stuff too like other kinds of love it's just like so refreshing to hear or to read (laughs) so love that one and love that last by um you probably read this by um jeff and elizabeth key 
I don't think I read it. It's so good. They both each write a chapter. So they're a husband and wife, and they both each write a chapter. And so you kind of get both of their perspectives. Yeah. I've definitely seen it. I haven't read it. Those are good, dude. I'm going to for sure pick those up. Well, one of mine is, this is the author of The Four Agreements. Um, Mm. What's his name? Oh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Ooh, Ruiz? Mm -hmm. My cousin? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he's the author of The Four Agreements, which I read. I highly recommend that book in general. But he also wrote this book called The Mastery of Love, Mm. which also goes into how to love um, in a romantic way, but also just in general and how to love yourself. And then he talks a lot about, like, um, this is just because I read at the back. Yeah. (laughs) But he talks a lot about, um, like, the spiritual sense of it and how, like, a lot of times how you were saying we reject love or giving love and like we're literally rejecting ourselves mm. so i'm definitely gonna read that book um and then the last one is attached Ooh, i haven't read it dude but it's been on my list i've heard it talked about on a million podcasts i actually have gifted it to people but i've never read it i read it girl i know it's very good it's guys it's one of those that calls you out so just prepare yourself like you're gonna read it and you're gonna identify with something and you're gonna be like oh I love Shoot. books like that, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it's called Attached. And I know it talks about, like, attachment styles. And what else since you've read it? That's Honestly, it talks more about just attachment styles and how you relate, how you behave based off your attachment style. And oftentimes, your partner tends to be a different attachment style. So that's why you guys might have conflict because you just don't connect in the, in the same way. And the thing that's like the worst is uh, like the most common attachment, like the the two that often attach are so different. And so it's just interesting, guys. You should read it to find out which one you are and see if your partner is the other one. And it will really help you understand why you guys possibly respond to conflict or other things in such opposite ways that might drive you nuts and so you'll understand maybe like you'll understand how to handle that better i was gonna say does it like give you suggestions on how to navigate yeah conflict it does it kind of a little example would be um like it would say like if you're in an argument like this person isn't responding this way because they're mad at you you're as your attachment, like, they know you're probably thinking that they're doing it because of this. But they just need, they'll literally practically say, like, they just need this kind of space and they'll come back. You know, like, they're that kind of processor. And so it just really helps you, uh, like, it educates you so that you're not assuming these things based off your own attachment style. And I'm just going to give a little, a little spoiler these attachment styles go way deeper into the attachment you have with your parents. So that's why it becomes super sentimental and you start really processing a lot of your childhood. Interesting. Does, um, what was I going to ask? Okay. So we all have like an attachment, right? Yeah. Or, um, type of attachment. Is it like, is our attachment bad? Like, does the book want you to like remove your attachment? And become more secure, maybe, or like just help you navigate where you're at. No attachment is bad. That attachment was learned. Mm. 
and it was a way to cope kind of what we talked before it was a way that you learned how to survive in your life so no attachment is bad but when you're educated and when you understand why you attach the way you do you learn what is working and what isn't and you start Personally, I think you start forming a secure relationship because you're no longer responding to these alarms that used to feel very threatening to you when it came to relationships because you are now aware of where that's coming from based off your own childhood. These red flags don't feel so threatening anymore because you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oftentimes you have to remind yourself, my partner is not my mother. My partner is not my father. Like, they're not responding based off of what I learned was threatening. And so you start forming a more secure. And that is the hope because even though your attachment style isn't bad, it often isn't serving you well also. It's like the Enneagram. Yes. So going into a secure relationship, that really serves you well. And so that's the hope, you know, to get into that. And they also say like, if you're single guys and you read this it's really nice to find a secure partner (laughs) so not that that's actually like very calm people say it's common but i'm like "Mm, i feel like we're all a little messed up it's really hard to find like a solid secure attachment i personally believe i genuinely think it's i guess i don't want to say it's not out there but i feel like we're all in a in a hard attachment style like a messy attachment style and together could find healing into that secure attachment yeah i agree and i think too i don't think our insecureness or whatever our messiness i don't think it always comes from our parents i think it is from childhood a lot of times but a lot of people had like really bad experiences at school or were bullied or were in a toxic relationship in high school or whatever it was so i feel like on some level i think we are coming from a messy background and have like a lot of healing to do so I would say some people are more healthy than others or more secure than others, but we're all healing. We're all healing. Yeah. No, that's I like that you said that. We all come with a past and it doesn't all come from the same um root, if that makes sense. But we all do have a past and part of relationships is honoring that, acknowledging that, and learning how to move forward and heal. Mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> that's it can i say three things i love about you for valentine's day yes <laughs> okay number one i love that you're a good listener but also a good responder if that makes sense you always give me really good feedback and i have this memory it's so small but this just gives me an overall like this will give everyone an overall like picture of the kind of friend that Esther is when it comes to listening and just conversations um one time we were talking about something that was really confusing me and I was like like literally venting to Esther and she's like stop me and it was like let's dig deeper I'm not kidding that's been such a core memory for me because it kind of summarizes the kind of friendship we have we're always digging deep yeah so that's the first thing I love about you you dig deep girl That was a good conversation. I remember that. Yeah. Two, I love that you're spontaneous. 
and always down to do like last minute things that end up being so fun. <laughs> and three, I love that you're one of the longest friends I've had. Dope, that's crazy. And yeah. I just, sorry, go. No, you okay. go. I just want to say, Esther, you're one of the bestest friends I have. And probably will. I genuinely feel we'll ever have. Like, I think we're going to be old ladies. I, and yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Thank you so much. Because I also agree. One of the things I was going to say about you is I love that we've been growing up together. Yeah. Since we were four. We were, I was 14 when I met you, dude. Yeah. You were 15. 15. Yeah. And I'm 24 now. So it's been 10 years. <laughs> Can you believe? 10 years 10 okay. years see i love that too <laughs> yeah that's and i think crazy. that's a testament of also the kind of um you're the kind of friend that will evolve with others and like really welcome all these changes you're not afraid of people changing and growing you always embrace it and I think that's why you're someone who sticks around in people's lives. Like, I've noticed you have so many childhood friends. Like, I think because you are so open to the change and you embrace it so lovingly. And I love that about you. Another thank thing. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. Well, yeah, one of that's one of mine for you that we've been growing up together. I'm shook that it's been 10 years. I just realized that. And then second, okay, so... One of my favorite things about books is the dedication page where mm. the author's like, to my sister, yeah. to whoever. There's this one dedication that's like stuck with me. And she was thanking her mentor. She said the name. She was like, thank you for always, for not always holding people's goodness, but their darkness as well. Yeah. And you're that stuff. Mm. You literally have a way yeah. of holding people's goodness and amplifying it. And then holding people's darkness and, like, going through it with them. And you are literally, like, when I read that, I thought of you, like, legit, immediately. So <laughs> That literally warms my heart. Thank you so much. I'm, like, tearing up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last thing that I love about you is your dimples. <laughs> <laughs> I, ow. <laughs> Guys, I literally was laughing and hit my head in the back. But I love that Esther always says that. She loves my dimples. She's not the only, like, I feel like people, like, since I was young, bring that up. It's I funny. want, I want some. Some dimples? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like, I feel like I already said this story, but you can give people your dimples. So, like, no, you tell, can. Say it again. Yeah. So, my dad gave me my dimples. They're his indents, his, like, finger indents. 30 seconds after birth, guys. Google it. <laughs> you run to your child, give them their dimples, and there they are. I'm literally going to do that. Yeah. What if I give them like really big, big ones? <laughs> They're like, I hate you for this. <laughs> it's like two of my thumbs. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, happy Valentine's, people. Yeah, guys, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you give and receive so much love today, um, and know that we love you. See you next Tuesday. Bye.